This is Three Valleys Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewish Park. The heart is a blue. It's time for another Glover's Update. In this town, you're out of luck. And the reason that you had to care. All the latest news direct from Hewish Park. And you're not moving anywhere. You thought you found Including all the post-match interviews and the manager's press conference. So join us every week on Glover's Update to keep right up to date with what's happening at Hewish Park. Well, good evening and welcome to another Glover's Update. On the show tonight, we've got the manager's press conference from Hewish Park this afternoon. We can certainly tell from the from the change in the group we've got, it's totally different. It's like night and day from last year in terms of the camaraderie of the group and, and the type of characters that we've got. And speak about the pre-season friendlies, a lot of it is about fitness, but yeah. you and I spoke so much about the lack of goals. How important was it that you scored a few goals in, in those games? Because last pre-season, yeah. that, was, that was showing that that was a weakness. Well, I think it was, a, it was needed just to give everybody a lift and, you know, we, the goals just don't arrive because you've got decent forward players. It's, it's, it's the whole team and the way we play and the intent and the mentality that we've got. Um, to try and get forward and, and try and get more action in and around the penalty area. So um, I think it's given everyone a lift, but it's pre-season. You know, the big, the big stuff starts now and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Do you feel like you've got a bit more competition for places now? At the end of last season, you were playing who was available, weren't you? And players that were struggling with injury. Do you feel like you've got that good competition, good squad now? Yeah, I think we've got 18 outfield players that... <clears throat> can all play um, and need to be ready to play. And that's been the message in pre-season that everybody needs to be ready to play with the amount of games we've got. We've got a lot of 3G pitches and obviously some of the boys can't play on that. Um, so everybody needs to be ready because they're going to get an opportunity or should get an opportunity to play. So that's that's really drove the competition uh, for places. And um, like I say, yeah, there's, there's a lot, lot of for grabs. Speaking about the 3G, the first one yeah. on Saturday, is that a tougher challenge? It's a different challenge. Uh, I went to watch them on, on Tuesday night. I wanted to get a feel for the place. Um, I wanted to have a look at the pitch. I wanted to, to see what they were about. Uh, I was really impressed. Could tell they were very well coached. Um, some lively players. Um, but, but our mantra from the start of pre-season has been that we can have no excuses, whatever it is. Wherever wherever we're asked to play, 
will play, whether it's the car park, whether it's 3G, whether it's grass, whatever it is, whether it's straw, um, whether we get kicked, whether the referee makes bad decisions, we, we've got to have that mentality that we can overcome whatever. I'm sure you've seen the amount of tickets that have been sold from a Yeovil point of view. How crucial are they going to be throughout this whole campaign, let alone the first game? I think really, really, really crucial. I think you get excited as a player, certainly when you know there's a big away following going and they give you that extra lift when you run out and, and when you're attacking, certainly the goal that they're, they're behind. Um, yeah, they can be a massive help for us, but uh, we have to... We have to be on the front foot to get behind us and, and, and that's what we're going to try and do. And just lastly, is there a balance in, in managing the fact that you're going to be favourites in a lot of these games but also respecting the opponents that you've got in front of you? Fully respect. I like every opponent that we play. I went to watch, like I say, Hemel on Tuesday and they're very good, very well coached. And, you know, there's some players there. One of the best players I've ever coached plays for them. George Williams, a wonderful player savaged by injuries and which was a shame but you know for him to be playing for Hemel tells you that they're not going to be uh, easy to play against and we'll have to be right at it you know like I say we've got to deal with the pitch um, and everything else that comes with it but we'll be ready. And Josh, nice to see you again. Yeah, you. It's been a busy summer for you as well. You obviously won't be available for a 3G pitch, but tell us a bit more about this coaching role that you're taking on alongside the manager. Um, yeah, the gaffer's kind of just taken me on to kind of learn, earn my stripes as a, in, in the coaching world. And obviously I'm in a good position where I have a bit of exposure to not playing games where I can really focus on other aspects of it. And I'm in a good position to learn here and I'm, I'm enjoying working with the manager. So... It's a win-win, really. It kind of takes a bit of pressure off when you're not playing, when you feel like you can't really add anything to the group. you kind of still travelling with the boys and, and you can still make a difference if possible. So, yeah, I'm really relishing it, really. And so you will be missing for the ones on the 3G pitches. Fans will be concerned. How is the knee overall? Yeah, it feels good, to be honest. <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. No, no, it does. It, it feels really good. And, and like that's that's been a massive message myself and the gap I had towards the end of last season. It's, we had to manage it to stop it getting to the stage it was last season because it wasn't really um, didn't really promote good football the way I was moving at the end of the last season so yeah so hopefully with proper management and definitely missing out three G's I'll, I'll be able to maintain a better level of pain and, and performance throughout the season and the manager said that the camaraderie in the dressing room is, is so much improved how, how have you seen it being the captain throughout this pre-season um, it's been it's been easy it's been a good dressing room there's a there's some good characters in there and, and it kind of makes your life easier because there's a lot more delegation and rather than doing everything yourself, like when you've got people like Frank Murphs in there, Jamie Sanders, why are you asking to look after something that gets done? And that wasn't always the case last year. You end up taking everything on your own. So it's a, it's a really positive place to be. It's a funny dressing room, as I'm sure <laughs> Kaffa will say. If you know any of the characters in there, there's some funny people and it's it's a good place to be. And I think it, it kind of... You said earlier about the pressures of being favourites going into games. You need them kind of characters who can stand up and deal with that kind of pressure. And I definitely think this year, recruitment-wise, we've we've done that. And from a defender's point of view, scoring in pre-season, that must be really positive because there was so much pressure on you guys at the end of last season, wasn't there? Yeah, it take, it take, it's a bit of a different pre-season, really. It takes the pressure off. Um, I mean, there's been times we've conceded sloppy goals in pre-season and 
and definitely last pre-season they would have turned out to be losses. Uh, whereas when we're scoring four at the other end, it kind of relieves a bit of pressure. It doesn't give us any excuse to make mistakes at that end of the pitch, but it definitely makes life a bit easier and, and it's a lot more fun to be involved in it rather than camped on the edge of the box defending for eight, 90 minutes. So long may it continue and, and hopefully we'll go and uh, carry that goal-scoring performance at the start of the season. And is that going to be sort of a, a thing of the style of play that you're playing, playing such an attacking game? You are going to be under pressure at the back at points, but you know that you've got those opponents, that the strikers at the front that can get you out of trouble. Yeah, I think um, if you're going to play expansive football, you have to something has to give somewhere along the line, and, and we don't aim to be leaking goals. But when you're going to take the odd chance at the back, playing football, or be expansive every now and then, mistakes do happen, especially at this level. So we'd be silly to think we're going to keep a clean sheet every week. But I think, like, I think we've got the the mentality, the belief, and the, the firepower now to concede one and, and go out there and outscore the other team. Whereas at the back end of the last season, it was kind of concede one it was damage limitation mode so um, yeah I think I think people will forgive us for conceding one or two sloppy goals if we're scoring four or five <laughs> at the other end Absolutely and often relegated teams they, they break up and, and you don't have those key players staying on at the football club but that's been quite a important part that Mark wanted to keep a lot of you guys together is there a point that you guys together want to make up for last season, want to put it right? Is that talked about in the dressing room? Yeah, I think we've tried not talking about it because I think it's a case of starting a fresh this season. But I think when you know the type of people we've kept, um, I think it's it will be common knowledge that those type of people feel like they owe the club something. And I think that would have weighed in on the decision to stay. And um, I think the gaffers kept a good core group of players. And uh, I, think, I think, yeah, I think they... Definitely feel like the club is due some success, and, and I think it'd be nice to be part of it. And I think uh, the boys who definitely stayed feel like they owe the club something, so we'll be running that extra ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> and just lastly, mentioned it to to the manager, but the following is going to be quite something on on Saturday. How much can they pull you over the line? Because it's going to be a tricky game, isn't it? On yeah, I think I think all those away games are going to be tricky. Uh, you're going to different kind of places. The environment's going to be completely different. Um, obviously the surface on Saturday will make it different but that shouldn't really be an excuse these days we have a lot of exposure to different 3G pitches so we're not looking to make excuses And but as the gaffer says it's important we give them, them fans something to cheer about and I think the start is massive for us and I think we could be a real force if we get on some get some momentum going I think the, the fans want to be part of this now and I feel like um, there's a lot of people coming back to the club so hopefully not just on the first game throughout the season, we'll give them plenty to cheer over and, and they can be, feel proud to, to follow us around the south of the country. <laughs> south, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, no, both, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Sticking to the normal order. Yeah, of course, yeah. <clears throat> um, Gaffer, first of all, did you get a good break yourself? I did, yeah. Yeah, the nice, nice break, but like I say, you're always working and. Um, not just been. I've been since uh, things happened. I've been excited about the project and and trying to get the club back on track and putting it back where it should be, which is at least one, two, two leagues above where we are now, and uh, that has to be the aim. You've been around a long time in football. Um, Thanks. How how did you consider <laughs> this uh, pre-season a, a successful one? Uh, I would have thought it was, but I'm sure, I'd just like to hear your view on it. Yeah. And, and compared with perhaps all your other pre-seasons that yeah. you've 
I think the managers quite boring really talk about it's just pre-season uh, it's about fitness and uh, but there's loads of tick boxes you have to have through pre-season one is to get the boys together to have a good changing room That's, for me is key um, we've done that um, uh, Josh mentioned earlier that <clears throat> the characters that I wanted to recruit had to be able to deal with being a big club at the level we're at um, and they have to deal with sometimes uh, big crowds at, here at Ewish especially opposition making it difficult for us is not going well we have to have characters to be able to deal with that so we had to recruit that character um, and, and get a good changing room we've done that uh, to get through pre-season unscathed without too many serious injuries we've done that it looks like so far Touchwood um, to get some confidence in the group with some good performances in pre-season we've done that um, and uh, and we've we've tried to create a mentality of whatever it takes wherever we are whatever we're doing if we have to play with three men or five whatever it is and where, like I've mentioned, wherever we play, we have to have that mentality that we're going to overcome it. And and we've done, tried to do that in pre-season. I think we've done it. You, you've gone out and got three recognised good strikers. Uh, everybody's looking for new strikers. How did you manage to you know, beat the rest of them to it, if you like? I think players always want to play for big clubs, big fan bases, that, and they think are going to win games. And yeah. give them a chance to score goals. So it was a pretty easy sell for me. Yeah, um, we got lucky with with Reece Murphy because of the trouble at Southend. So we managed to nip in there. Yeah. Um, Jake Hyde took a bit longer because he didn't want to drop to the level. But once we got him down and locked him in the room, <laughs> that, that that was easy. And Big Frank, well documented, he was already agreed to come and sign for me last year. That um, that went by the, by the wayside, um, and when it came about that there was an opportunity to get him, went and got him, and um, yeah, rest history. Did you um, go going to the, the last pre-season game? This situation with the referee, and you know, he said, "Yeah, I'll tip you the wink so you can pull the player off." I mean, what brought that about? Why why would he suddenly change his mind on that? Uh, it was the linesman really that caused the caused the issue. Yeah, so the referee was happy. He dealt with it. Yellow card, just a bit of a warning, and then the linesman got involved from seventy yards away, and told the referee that there'd been a punch in the face from Morgan Williams, um, and he'd seen it clearly from that far away, and said to the referee, "You have to send him off because it's violent conduct." <laughs> referee panicked, did it. And I knew at the time it hadn't happened, and it, I got the footage back on the Sunday, got it in slow motion, and there is no punch, there's no real violent act from Morgan, and the referee apologised on the Monday morning. So, is he going to be suspended or not? No. No. no that's, that's good news. He's, if, if we don't appeal the sending off, which we have done, he would miss friendly games next season. Right. But we've appealed it, so the referee's put in his report that it wasn't a sending off so we should be fine Lastly for me, I mean obviously Yeovil are the big team along with Torquay in the league do you do you fear that some of the teams are going to 
use, which we say, dubious tactics against you because obviously, you know, we've got to beat the top of the table team and hopefully you'll be top of the table. Is, does that worry? I'd be disappointed if they didn't. I certainly would. Yeah. You've got, like I said, you've got to do whatever you've got to do to win a game. But I say again, we've got to, we've got to be able to overcome whatever, whatever it is. If they won't play on the car park out there or on top of that roof or whatever, we we have to be ready for all for everything that's thrown at us. And there there will be an, if we get beat, we'll be getting beat because a team have done a job on us, and we have no right, divine right, to win any game. We've got to earn it. We've got to work hard. We've got to be on the front foot. And we've got a full respect for every opposition. Thanks, boss. Pleasure. With regards to the 18 you've got, is that where you wanted to be at the start of this season? We've sort of, a few days before Hamble Hampstead, you were like, I'd like to be around the 18 mark with this level of quality. And, and how did you manage to lure the level of talent we have got, other than the, the hard sell? Because some of these players we brought in could quite easily play in the division or two divisions above us? Uh, we've got 20 players, including two goalkeepers. Um, I personally don't like having players on a Saturday afternoon that are not involved because it demotivates, de-energises them, can de-energise the group. Um, so if we've got 20 players, we can use 16 on a match day. Guaranteed there will be a couple not available, obviously with 3G or a, uh, an injury or a suspension. At times we won't have anybody not getting changed, so that's the reason I do it. I want to keep the changing room energised and motivated and everybody feeling like they've got a real opportunity to, to be part of it. Um, so I'm happy with where we are. We've only got Jordan Stevens through injury not available, but he, he should be ready in... 10 days, two weeks. Um, and the other question was, how did we get the players to come here? Yeah, I, I mean, other than using your Project. About, about the club history, uh, the fans, um, where we're trying to go, what we're trying to get to, how, how we're trying to train, facilities, all of that. Certainly not all about money. It was about career, and, uh, and, and things like that. Just to those that don't understand, why or how do 3D pitches affect some players differently to others? Um, it's just a force, kind of. I think if you have a... There has been studies on it, but I think if you plan a grass pitch, like 50% of the force going through is absorbed by the ground. When you're on a 3G pitch, I think 90% comes back up through your bones. So when you have a knee with not a lot of padding in between the bones it's just kind of just smashing bone on bone so it makes it very unforgiving I think that's probably the best way I think they're just very unforgiving surfaces I think like people with ankles struggle with them I'm definitely not the only one but it's it's kind of I had to make a decision to miss one to play be available for the next seven or I could play one and jeopardise everything really so <clears throat> I don't think I'm definitely not the only person who will find, it, find them a bit tricky on the body but I just had to make a conscious decision to, to step out because the damage it would do would be detrimental, really. Although financially losing games to postponements isn't great at this level, is there an argument to say that we, we should have all grass pitches at National League South level? Um, yeah, I'd love to. It's easy for me to say, isn't it? I don't run the clubs, I don't know the, the finances that you need for a grass pitch, but 
um, it, it's it's definitely changed the game. I think in the last few years at this level and the level above the the three G pitches, the home teams do gain an advantage because it's just so different to a grass pitch. But um, look, we can split hairs about it all day long. Really, it's not our decision, is it? So we just got to focus. Don't let it become an excuse for us and 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 push on to Saturday, really, and, and whatever games come in the future. Good luck to you both this season. Thank you. Towards the back end of last season, you said you wanted to get a proper pre-season into Jordan Maguire, Drew. I think it's fair to say he's been one of the stronger performers over the summer. Um, how important is he to how you want to play going forward this season? Very, uh, as is Sonny Blue, Low Everton, as is Jordan Stevens in those kind of positions. Um, they're all technically really good players. Um, Jordan wasn't fit. He had a niggling injury last year and you could tell when he came, he looked, you could tell he's a good player. But because of his injury, he couldn't really affect the season how he, he wanted to or, or he should have. Um, obviously, he's been able to go away, clear the injury up, come back in good shape and... Like I said, a good pre-season. He's a good player. He's, he's too good for the level. But we've got some other good players that are also really effective in that position. And you, you touched on, you went to see Hamill earlier this week. How hard is it to prepare for these games? Are you going to be travelling around to watch them? There's not a wealth of footage in the same no. way that you have at National League Premier level. How does the preparation go into those games? Well, it's difficult usually because they play when we play. So it's difficult personally, but obviously they had a game on on Tuesday, um, and I wanted like I wanted to go and have a look at the environment. I wanted to have a look at that, the pitch. You know, my my um, my thoughts on the three GR. It's it's not the same game as grass. Um, only my opinion that you know these club the clubs that have it need it to make money. Get it, um, but in a persist, a prestigious league like the the National League, North and South, I think all pitches should be the same. Um, and, and the biggest bugbear bug I have with the fridge is they're all different. There's not really any regulation with them, so Hemel's will be totally different to Averley's. Averley's will be totally different to Worthing. So you can't, we can't go on that fridge out there and prepare for Hemel because that 3G is totally different to Hemel's. So, you know, if we are going to have... 3Gs, they, they should all be the same. But but saying that, I was really impressed with Hemel. I'm glad I went. The manager there, Brad, and his staff can tell that they've really coached the team well. And it'd be a difficult game, and I'd be dis disappointed if it wasn't going to be a difficult game. When you spoke when we spoke last month, you said you were hoping to expand the backroom staff, um, but we're having a bit of a issue recruiting. How is that? process going have you brought anyone else into no not account? not at the moment hopefully hopefully we might have an addition um in terms of behind the scenes next by next week that will that will really help us in terms of our organization as a, as a on the football side um so we'll see what happens there and when josh isn't playing who's going to be the skipper for Games, a lot of experience added in the squad, a lot of leaders to choose from. Have you got an idea of who your vice captain is, or will it be sort of a group? I think obviously Matt Worthington's done the job in the last couple of games, so um, he's he knows the club, doesn't he, inside out? He's been here a while. 
Um, captain one's a funny one for me. I think if you've got a good group of players, they're all, and you've got that real character. You got Frank. You got Sendles. You, you know. You got Worthy, um, Murphy. They're all ca uh, captain material. So whoever gets the armband is is the captain. But we want a team full of those, really. Yeah. And Josh, I think you missed one game all of last season. How hard is it going to be for you to not be on the pitch? I know you've got these coaching roles. Yeah. But you're going to stand there and be wanting to kick every ball. Yes, yeah, it's definitely a weird one. Like when you're prepping all pre-season and the fixtures come out, and you think, oh. I'm definitely not going to play the first one <laughs> and if we win I probably won't play the second one <laughs> and if we win that so you kind of think oh, no, it's, a it's definitely a different um, mindset and, and yeah it's hard missing games I think anyone I'd, I'd imagine the gaffer still feels that now at times it's definitely hard to kind of take yourself out of that game mode but I'm really glad I've got the opportunity to still help out because it would be even harder if I was just I'd, I had nothing to do on Saturday Whereas now I now I can still go and try and influence the game, help the boys out in the warm up, and and make sure everyone's on it, and and kind of drive from a different position. So um, yeah, it's different, but it can't be helped really. And how different does it feel going into the first game this season compared to last season? I think we lost Tom Knowles two days before kick off. Like how does it how does it feel for you? Yeah, personally? I think I think. Um, Hindsight's easy, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing. But you look back at pre-season and it was clear, evident very, very early on, goals were going to be difficult to come by. I think you look at the parallel fixtures we had this year with Dorchester. I think last year we huffed and puffed at a nil-nil. This year we we kind of hammered them 4-1, four, 4-0, four four whatever. 5-0, 5-0, yeah. yeah. So I think there's a, a lot more optimism in the air. And, and, and as, as I said Sheridan earlier, Sheridan earlier, it's nice to have a feeling of we can outscore someone because last couple of years definitely that's been kind of missing from the football club and we've always been in a position where we've had to we've built from the back and relied purely on the defence and the the, the the skill of keeping the ball out of our net. Whereas I think this year we've kind of influenced games the other end of the league, uh, other end of the pitch better. And um, yeah, I think that feels definitely myself as a player and I think the coaching side, the fans, I think that leaves a bit more optimism going into the first game rather than that nagging doom, glo doom and gloom of, of where the goal's going to come from kind of thing. Uh, one more for me, Mark. A uh, couple of loans out in Benjamin and Oli Haste. Are there recalls options on those guys and Malachi? Yeah, they're both on... Uh, those two are on youth loans, so we can recall them after 28 days. Uh, be good for them. Um, Southern League Premier. So we get to keep an eye on them. Um, they're far better going playing 90 minutes every week than being off the bench on the bench uh, be far better for their development this season um, Malachi is there till January so um, we're hoping Malachi can do some damage to, to the teams in and around us which I'm sure he will Great. Thank you very much. So is Malachi allowed to play against us I would guess not No, no. Just to Thank you. Thank you. And this is Three Valleys radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewish Park.
heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room It's time for another Glover's Update In this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care All the latest news direct from Hewish Park And you're not moving anywhere you thought you found Including all the post-match interviews and the manager's press conference. Ahead, in return for grace, so beautiful.